You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. For the next hour, you're listening to the Classic Auto Mall show and podcast. Broadcast from the Classic Auto Mall studio in Morgantown, Pennsylvania. Classic Auto Mall is a world-class facility conveniently located just an hour west of Philadelphia and houses 600 classic cars for sale and 300 barn finds on display. Be sure to check out more at ClassicAutoMall.com. Now on to the show with our host, President of Classic Auto Mall, Stuart Howden. And good morning. Welcome to the Classic Auto Mall podcast from the Classic Auto Mall studio. And it is sunny. I can actually say sunny downtown Morgantown, Pennsylvania. Today. Beautiful warm day. It's a beautiful warm day. It's going to be 82 today, which mm-hmm. we're due. It's, we didn't have a bad winter, but we, we've just had a kind of a no spring. It's just been raining every day. So, and of course that affects what? Consignments. Right. Doesn't affect the sales. People don't seem to care about the sales, but, uh, it's the consignments that are affected by it. Um, when you get, a rainy day or a snowy day or an inclement weather day, people just don't want to bring their car out uh, to our facility. And I don't blame them. You know, you no know, sense in you spent hours detailing right. and getting it ready. You're not going to drive through puddles and mud and salt and sand and s- snow and sleet and rain and whatever else. Some of these cars have never seen that's true rain or never seen water. Right. So right. I we have cars here that guys have told me that they have never washed it with water. They've only washed it with like a spray detailer mm-hmm. and, a, and a cloth. It's never, ever wow. been wet. I've heard that. I don't know what that means or does. <laughs> does it mean anything if you don't get a car wet? I, I I don't know. I mean, I get the underneath thing. You know, when you're dri- people don't understand when you're driving a car in the rain, they say, well, what, the car, you wash it, so what does it matter if the water falls mm-hmm. down on it? It's not the falling down on it. It's the coming up from the groundwater. Yeah. It's when you're driving through puddles and mud and, and that kind of thing that gets up in crevices that you can't clean or that you don't clean. I mean, not many of us put our car on a lift and clean it every time we drive it. So uh, if you get it out there in some kind of weather, then you're going to have stuff underneath that's going to do corrosive things to it. So, Good question for Tim McNair if he ever yeah. comes back on the show. Well, he, he will come back on the show because we'll invite him. We'll tell him he has we'll to. We'll see him up in Greenwich. We will see him in Greenwich. Greenwich is coming up June uh, – what is that? Better June? buy tickets. It's the first weekend in June. I think. Yeah. It's uh, June 2nd, 3rd, and 4th mm-hmm. in Greenwich, Connecticut. It's a great show. If you haven't been – uh, it's owned by Haggerty now, and they do a, a wonderful job with it, as did the family that owned it before. But Haggerty obviously has a pretty big marketing arm, and they, they can market these things probably more so than most people can market something like this. You know, your, <laughs> yeah. your budget is probably a little different when you're Haggerty versus just a mom and pop type organization. We get all oh, that. Yeah. So, uh, so if you get a chance to go to that, you know, in, uh, next week, uh, when you'll hear this will be the AACA meet in Gettysburg, mm. uh, which is a lot of fun. And they have a great turnout for that event. So see it next year because it'll be too late if you're hearing <laughs> this now or at later times on a podcast. This is, by the way, show number 88. How about that? Uh, which will air. We're recording on March, May the 12th, March, May the 12th. And it will air on May the 20th for the first time on AmericasWebRadio.com. 20, that's correct. Yeah, see, I'm good at that mask. <laughs> don't right. want to mess that up. <clears throat> and uh, that's where you can hear our show first on Saturdays at 10 a.m., AmericasWebRadio.com. And then the Monday following that, I know this is confusing. We'll have a test and a chart and graphs later. Um, and then the Monday following that, uh, it'll be on all the sites. YouTube. Right, Spotify, Spotify, Google Play, Google Play, Apple Podcasts. 
Yes, all those sites that do these podcast things that we do. Although what we do is more of a hybrid than just mm-hmm. a regular podcast, but I digress. Yep. I'll say that word today. Thanks again to the Pat Travers Band for allowing us to use their, their music for our theme song. And don't forget, if you want to know what's going on at Classic Auto Mall, classicautomall.com, and sign up for our newsletter. Mm-hmm. We send it out once a month. Uh, we highlight some new inventory, no different than we do on the, on the podcast. Uh, we kind of fill you in on what's going on here, if there's any special events. And we do have an exciting announcement today of an event that's coming up here that we're putting on. So, but I'll get to that in okay. a minute. So, uh, 914 cars in inventory, uh, currently. I wonder where they went to though. That's the, that's always the big question of the week is where did all these cars go to? You mean oh, no, that, where did the cars that sold go to? Right, right. Not the new consignments. Yeah, this right, would be right, the right. sold cars, Steve. It's glad it's your first day. So. <laughs> so, uh, where do we sell cars this week? How about Southampton, Pennsylvania, Bloomsburg, Pennsylvania, Hamburg, Pennsylvania, Bel Air, Maryland, Odessa, Florida, Hamilton, New Jersey, Martinsburg, West Virginia, Rockford, Michigan, Levittown, Pennsylvania, Haverford, I'm sure I pronounced that wrong, Pennsylvania, Haverford, Haverford, mm-hmm. Brexit, Ohio, Hollister, California, Waterbury, Connecticut, Monroe, Connecticut. They didn't pronounce Monroe in mm. Connecticut. If it was in the South, it'd be Monroe. It's Mon- you think it's Monroe, Monroe or uh, Monroe. Monroe? Monroe. A little <laughs> emphasis on the syllable. Yeah. Uh, Collegeville, Pennsylvania, Bonnie Lake, Washington, Lewis, Delaware. So that's where cars sold. Uh, sold 17 cars last I think time. that's Lewis, Delaware. I always, I always, I always trip on that one too. L-E-W-E-S. W-E-S. I think yeah. it's Lewis pronounced Lewis. I'm well, somebody I'm certain will, will, uh, send us a message at podcast at classicautomall.com. Exactly. If you have any questions about the show or for me or anything about the show or anything that we screwed up. Anything. Yeah, anything at all. Anything if you're enjoying all. the show, if you're not enjoying the show, <laughs> send us an email. Let us know you're out there. Tell us where you're from. Yeah. That's always interesting yeah. to us. Yeah. Because we want to – we'll give you a shout-out like they used to do on yeah. Rom- Romper Room. That's Did right. you ever watch Romper Room when you were a kid? I, Well, reruns. <laughs> They didn't have reruns. reruns. <laughs> they did. <laughs> they did not have reruns. I caught the reruns of Romper Room. So we were in uh, uh, White Sulphur Springs, Virginia, last weekend at the yeah at the Greenwich no <laughs> Greenbrier Concord de okay. Elegance, mm-hmm. um, which is an amazing setting. The Greenbrier was built in the early 1900s by a train CSX railroad train baron, and then it went out of business or went bankrupt and was empty for a while. And now it's got a casino in the basement, and you know how much I hate casinos. So. Oh, right, <laughs> right this way, Mister Howden. <laughs> yes, Mister Howden, your table is ready. <laughs> your table, to yeah. table for two. We've heard you lose a lot up in no. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, actually, we're having fun. We have our casino here, uh, the Hollywood Casino, that's been here for a little over a year now, and uh, we enjoy going over there because uh, there's not much to do in Morgantown, if you haven't noticed. <laughs> Turns out. Turns out that there's apparently not a whole lot of stuff going on After here. After Classic Automall closes. It's yeah, it's like roll, uh, up the sidewalks. roll up the sidewalks, and everybody goes home, and uh, you know, if there's some trouble, we call Andy Griffith, and he <laughs> shows up in the squad car. Yeah. No, I mean, and so, but what's interesting was this resort in the middle of West Virginia, like 11,000 acres. They have some, they have the Jeep ride where you can go out and rent a Jeep and run around the property mm. and they have the ATVs that you can do. Uh, they have a, there's a, uh, uh, not a bomb shelter, but a, uh, uh, what do you, I can't think of the name of it for some reason anyway, like a storm shelter type thing. Hmm. I don't know why I can't think of it. Anyway, they have that there as well too. Um, and, uh, 
they have probably I don't know it's seven hundred rooms or something in this wow. resort. How do they, how do they get help? I don't know. It's a giant building, right? It's a huge building. Like it's a, massive. Yeah, I remember seeing pictures. It, yeah, I think it was in some movie at some place mm. at some time. Mm-hmm. And uh, but I don't know. Can you imagine the amount of staff that you have to have to run a seven hundred room high end hotel? It's got to be staggering. And in this day and age, it's got to be very very difficult. I you know uh, I, I feel for businesses that yeah. that are trying to staff whether it's the local McDonald's or or it's a hotel or whatever the case may be. The good news about Classic Automobile is our staffing isn't as as labor intensive as it would be for a lot of other businesses. So uh, the good news is we don't have to hire a hundred people to be here to run this massive organization. And it is a massive organization. Mm-hmm. But anyway, some of the new inventory we got this week. This one isn't new. We've had it for a while. It's just new to the market. It's the 1903 Wright Brothers Flyer oh, Airplane yeah. Replica. Have you seen this thing? Yeah, I have seen it. It was behind for a while. It was behind. It, yeah, behind some cars in room 10, which is one of our corner rooms. And uh, this thing is – it's an accurate – I think it's a nine-tenth scale replica. And supposedly – we don't have documentation on this – that it was built for the Smithsonian, built three of them. And for what for what reason, I don't know why they would have three. I mean, unless, you know, yeah, I can't imagine what it is. Bomb shelter <laughs> was what I was trying to think of earlier. Bomb shelter. <laughs> yeah, at the Greenbrier. Sorry. So anyway, it comes to me. It's funny how things just come to you randomly after you've thought and thought and thought and thought and can't think of it. But anyway. Anyway, um, Wright Brothers 1903 airplane replica. Uh, it's Like I said, it's accurate, accurate uh, made of canvas and wood. We bought it from a guy out of the, somewhere south of here, a couple of three hours, and he delivered it on a flatbed truck, and it's lucky it survived. And this was, mm-hmm. gosh, this was almost five years ago that on we bought it. On a flatbed, really? On a flatbed, yeah. Wow. This was almost five years ago that we uh, purchased the piece. And now we're just, again, as we're moving the barn finds out of here, we're running out of room. Mm-hmm. So it's not a fire sale, <laughs> but it's stuff for sale that we – Probably didn't think we were ever going to sell, but it just it mm-hmm. gets to the point where you, you have to make a decision based on what kind of space you have and what kind of space you need. And we're coming to that where we could fit ten cars in the space of that uh, airplane. Sure, so, sure. Well, now, I think it's a great thing for like a f- flying museum. Yeah, airplane. absolutely. And it's just it would be great. And ideally, we would hang it on the from the ceiling somewhere mm. and do that. But that mm-hmm. requires a lot of effort, <laughs> probably permits, <laughs> permits, and stuff that you know. I don't really want to get into. So if you see that on our website, if you have any questions about it, give us a call or email us at sales at classicautomall.com or go to our website, classicautomall.com. And you can see all of our inventory, 914 vehicles. I have to say vehicles now because it's not all cars. That's right. It could be cars and trucks and boats and planes. We even have some 914s. We do have some 914s. And we have – what else do we have here that we just got? uh, Oh, the Servicar, the Harley-Davidson. A server car. Have you ever seen those? They have the little box on the back of them. They're three-wheeler Harleys from the no. 60s. A lot of police departments used them and delivery services used them. Oh, really? S-E-R-V-I hyphen C-A-R. Okay. And uh, we'll get into that on the next couple of shows because we're going ahead on the yeah. inventory. I see. How about the 69 Mercury Montego MX mm-hmm. sedan? When's the last time you saw one of those? I don't know. This one's cool. <laughs> it's really cool, isn't it? It's black over aqua. Uh, it's got a 331 stroker. Uh, it's got a $12,000 paint and body job on it. Uh, it's got a C4 custom automatic transition, transmission with a 2800 RPM converter. Edelbrock heads, vintage air. So it's a resto mod-ish thing, but it's a, just an oddball piece. 
Yeah, and there's some. I did a TikTok video on this, and there's some really cool old Montego commercials on YouTube. Oh, really? <laughs> I think cool. I used one as the as the sound first. It was a '71 commercial, but same idea. But this was a a cop. This was like a mid size car. Mid size, yeah. Back then, yeah. And it's a, kind of a tank now. But, yeah, it's absolutely a tank now. But it's cool, and they were they showed up in like uh, you know. Private investigator shows, right? Right. Like that. This was like the car you saw in the background for like the most part. Cannon or right, or, right, right. Or Columbo, Columbo, Cannon. This is the uh, car you saw in the back. Uh, what was Kojak? <laughs> all those shows, all the good shows. <laughs> why did Merc? Where, where was the popularity? I wonder the Mercury's. Why was it? The, maybe know. Mercury was giving them away yeah, because maybe. they they needed you know they needed the exposure. Or whatever, that was a common so. car. Yeah. So the next two cars are kind of cars from the uh, the the next gen, if you will, mm-hmm. of cars. They call it the young time. They call it a lot of different things. Uh, the 96 Chevrolet Impala SS sedan. These things are becoming uber hot all of a sudden. Are they? they really have become popular. Not that they've always been popular, but but you t- can tell a popularity contest by the value that they sell for. And when they're not selling for a whole lot of money, then mm-hmm. it doesn't matter that people like them. It just matters that they're not quite as valuable yet. But nowadays... They really seem to be bringing the money. And of course, this one's in the dark cherry metallic, which is probably the most, is it, it's not the only color they came in, but it came in three colors, three colors, but it's mm-hmm. the most popular color that they, that I think. I think black was the most common color. Was it? And then and, the dark cherry. The, yeah. Dark cherry is the night. I think the nicest color. Yeah. It, it fits personal. that car well. Yeah. Uh, two adult owners. I don't know what that means. I mean, <laughs> two adult owners at the same time. I don't know if that means that or, or not. Two previous adult owners. I think two previous individuals separate. Yeah. Don't want those rascals <laughs> owning these cars. You got to have, it's got to be owned by solid citizen adults. Right. You know, we don't want any shenanigans going on. That's here. right. So, uh, 5.7 liter LT1 V8, which was basically the Corvette motor of that era. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got street warrior four wheel power disc brakes, dealership maintained, which is unusual because a lot of these were bought and kind of sandbagged or mothballed and put away and they didn't get taken to the dealership or they were modified and raced and raced and a lot of them were are no longer yeah i mean they're just they're not usable anymore so i I, and the more that that happens the more the less that there are available and the less that there are available if it's desirable raises the price because as we always say there's there's rare and then there's desirable just Mm -hmm. because it's rare doesn't make it desirable uh and it's desirable and it can be desirable without being rare exactly it can be a lot of them but everybody wants one so uh anyway when we return um we'll talk about another 80s and 90s car that's here that uh is kind of interesting and a few more and uh, some other things that are going on and our special special announcement coming up for the classic automall podcast we'll be back in a couple of minutes When it comes to car magazines, are you tired of reading about mega-dollar collector cars you can't afford, or endless reporting on auctions and how-to tech stories that don't interest you? Then Crankshaft is the car magazine for you. Crankshaft is a 144-page softcover quarterly filled with all sorts of fascinating stories, the type of car features you won't find anywhere else. It features American and foreign cars, pre- and post-war era cars of distinction including sports cars, muscle cars, and regular family sedans too. To discover what many car enthusiasts are saying is the best car magazine ever published, you can purchase either a single copy for $12.95 plus $3 postage, or a one-year subscription, four issues, for $59.95. To order your copy, go to www.crankshaftmagazine.com. That's www.crankshaftmagazine.com. If you love classic cars, you're going to want to listen to The Classic Car Show with Tom Cox and Richard Lentinello on America's Web Radio. Live every Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern at americaswebradio.com. 
or on demand on your favorite podcast app. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And we're back with the Classic Auto Mall podcast from the Classic Auto Mall studio. Just me and Steve today. Just us. That's hanging it. Out. On a Friday. On a Friday at 11 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Uh, we are, we keep changing around our days that we do this because, well, I don't know why we do that, but we just keep changing around because we can. No, we, we're trying to be more accommodating to our West Coast guests. Or even, you know, mid-America or whatever, uh, when we were starting it. We originally were doing it Saturdays at 9. nine. nine. That's mm-hmm. right. It was 9. That <laughs> seems a little early for all this. <laughs> I mean, I can't even, you know, hard to get into my day at 9 o'clock. Oh, yeah. I kind of like the fact that we're doing it at 11 o'clock now because it gives me a chance to answer emails and mm-hmm. do do my, my jobly duties uh, until I come. Because <laughs> I don't think anybody in the building thinks that this has anything to do with job and this is just me, you know, goofing off. Right. It's right. a marketing tool. It's a marketing tool. But you know how the marketing guys always get. The ones that are out of the office all day working the streets, they're never working. They can't be working. They're not here. They have to be here in order to be working. But we found that that's not true. As a matter of fact, our content editor, Peter, who was on mm-hmm. the show, does not work here. I mean, he works for us, but he does not work here in the building. And that's because there's too many distractions. And when you write the amount of Write, do the amount of writing that Peter does in a, in a, uh, on a daily basis. You really can't afford to have many inter- interruptions because it, it throws you off your train of thought and it's, it's unlike any, not like any, a lot of things like that. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, when you're talking to somebody and somebody interrupts you, it's easy to lose your train of thought. And the same thing happens when he's writing. So we, we like the fact that he's not here. We, we miss him. We like him to be here. Right. It's not that we don't like him. I, if I had to write here, I wouldn't get anything done. It would, it would be Between very. Between the customers. Yeah. And, Coworkers, and, and then the new car showing up. And the car showing and, up, and and he needs to see them in a logical mm. progression. Mm-hmm. You know, when they come up, when he gets the pictures, when he gets the description from us that we send to him, not as they're coming in random every day. Mm-hmm. And those are the cars we're not even writing about because mm-hmm. the car that comes in today doesn't get written about for a week or so. So um, anyway, we're not making excuses for Peter not being here. It just makes sense for him not to. There's no way he could generate the the volume of writing with. In this place, no that, way. That he does. I mean, there was a there was a lull there for a couple of days, and then like ten new cars showed yeah. up on the website. I'm like, wow, that is a ton of stuff. Yeah, I think about writing ten yeah. vehicles, and each one has ten or twelve paragraphs, mm-hmm. uh, five thousand, six thousand characters. Uh, that's a lot to write, mm-hmm. and that's a lot. Uh, and, and a lot of them are blank pages. And sometimes we get a lot of great information from our consigners, and sometimes we get hardly anything. So if you're selling your car with us, get us as much information. The more you can get us, the more we can sell it. The better chance we have of selling if we know the background, any kind of history. And even if it sounds insignificant to you, especially if you're not a car person, trust me, everything is significant. That's why I say when you buy a car, whether it's new or used or a classic or antique or whatever, save every piece of paper, save the the sheet at the auction that they, that was stuck to the Mm -hmm. window, save everything because all of that creates the provenance of this, of that particular car. And then the history of where it was sold and who it was sold to and the names and all that becomes important. You know, it's not, it's not as if a new car, you know, if you've got a 2020 Camry and you sell it, you don't want the new guy to know that you owned it before. It's right. not, <clears throat> not relevant information, but if you've got a 19, you know, 34 Packard V12, V16 Roadster, and, uh, you know, the, you need to know, we want to know the provenance of that and the history of that because, uh, it's, uh, it's important, uh, for the lineage of the car. And we're all just stewards. Steward. Duh. 
right. with a D, not the T, as my name would be, <laughs> stewards of these cars. So mm-hmm. we're just we're handling them for a short period of time in the in the scheme of things, and then we're going to pass them on to somebody else. And 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 you have to be a good steward of the cars and a good steward as well. <laughs> so uh, the other new or some of the other new mm-hmm. inventory we got in. How about the eighty Chevrolet Camaro Z twenty eight white over dark blue original three fifty cubic inch V eight numbers matching Borg Warner T ten tranny mm-hmm. uh, manual four speed garage kept 38,000 actual miles. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. Somebody just tucked that away. I mean, it had diligent care and maintenance. And you know what's interesting is that these things are really starting to break into the, you mm-hmm. know, the prices that you have to do a double take when you see a, mm-hmm. you know, an 80Z28 used to be High teens, low 20s was mm-hmm. about the best you could get for one. And that one had to be a really, really good one. Now we're seeing them in the 30s and 40s and wow. 50s and and uh, all of that. Now, not you know, don't get pie in the sky. Don't bring your car down and think <laughs> just because somebody bought one at that price point, yours is worth that. Because each car has to stand on its own merits, right? So if it's just because you have an 80Z28 and yours has got 42,000 miles on it and it was garage kept and all that, it's not the same car. Mm-hmm. So what we try to do is evaluate each car on its own merits. Yes, what we look at what cars it sold for before, whether at an auction or a private sales that we know about. Yes, we look at the market and see what people are asking. But at the end of the day, it, it's based on the car, its condition, how it presents itself. You know, if it doesn't have a good stance, we always talk about stance and color is important. If it doesn't have those things, then, then, you know, it's, it's, it makes it more difficult to sell and, and may not bring the same amount of money. Um, so just, just because one did do something before doesn't mean mm-hmm. that's yours. Yours could do better or worse. Right. And, and you have to be aware of that and cautious, uh, conscious of that. Um, also in a 65 Ford Mustang Fastback GT350 tribute in a appropriate Wimbledon white over black, uh, very nicely done tribute, um, rebuilt 289 with aluminum heads, top loader, four speed manual, just like it should be Ford nine inch with a 355 gears. And, and this is, this is a car that you can drive and enjoy and not feel nervous that you've got a real GT 350. Although we have lots of friends who are in the GT 350 tour every year that our buddy Lee Cross puts on and they drive them all over everywhere. Mm-hmm, yeah. Uh, and we've told the story about Chuck Cantwell, right. the father of the GT 350 who's driving home from Radnor in the rain, Jeez. you know, wiping off the fog on the inside and had his hat on oh, and amazing. windows down and wipers going sporadically. And <laughs> you know, he was driving it. So, you know, Hey, listen, I'm all for it. If you, if you got a car, you should drive it, but not everybody can make that kind of investment and feel comfortable mm-hmm. driving something like that. And I totally get that. And that's where these continuation or not continue, but tribute, tribute cars come into play. You know, a lot of guys own a replica Cobra and a real Cobra and they drive the replica Cobra right. to get the joy of driving that car because they don't want to take the million two or the million three or the million five out on the street. Exactly. Any more than they have to. A lot of times if they go to these events or tours, they obviously get enclosed trailer to that place. Uh, and then the tours that they do, especially like the Colorado Grand and the Mille Melia and all these different tours, which are seven day events that run around different parts of the country and have a home base and have fabulous meals and all this stuff. They drive them on the streets, but they're, it, it's not like they're driving in Los Angeles rush hour mm-hmm. traffic or, or in, you know, downtown Detroit. Uh, they're driving on open roads with very minimal traffic, usually with a police escort. So, <laughs> so they're not, they're not as exposed to the, you know, the, if you ever driven in New York City, you wouldn't want to take anything there. You want a bumper car there mm-hmm. because those guys will get 
within – I don't know how they even do it, but they get within so close you can't even believe it. They're right next to you. I mean, inches away. It is, it's scary. It is kind of scary, those cab drivers. And you mm-hmm. see their battle scars on their cabs. And I always pick the one with the most battle scars. I figure that guy's the guy who's yeah. going to get you there the fastest. He'll hop the, he'll hop the sidewalk <laughs> to get you there. Whatever it takes. Whatever so. it takes. And last but not least, another 80s car, the 81 Pontiac Firebird Bandit Edition Turbo Trans Am. And this one's starlight black, again, the proper color for one of these, over light doe skin, one of 5,200 built, <laughs> numbers matching 301 cubic inch turbo uh, V8. So, and of course, you know, it's funny, when it when it got to that era in Trans Ams, a 301 is like, oh, that's not very much. But again, go back one car that we were just talking about, the, the Ford Mustang with the 289 in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, granted the 301 is not the 289, but but a small displacement V8 is not, oh, that's the end of the world, you know, or a 305 that came in some of the cars. Right. You know, there was performance modifications you could make to those, and you could probably do about as much to them as you could do to a 350, I would venture to mm-hmm. guess, and make it probably f- perform close mm-hmm. to, maybe mm-hmm. not exactly as well. But these were these were not uh, intercooled turbos, right? It was just a straight turbo. Yeah. And, and uh, they had a little turbo lag. A little turbo <laughs> lag, a little heat issue. But um, so just before this, so I guess this this is when smog stuff really hit. Really was hit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I mean, you didn't get was, a lot of horsepower out of it. No, probably I would guess 160 or 170 yeah. horsepower. Uh, this one's got the PH do- PHS documentation. Oh, nice. uh, it's restored in and out. Final year for the second gen and T-tops, which, you know, have that look that oh, yeah. that are deserving of the 81 black banded edition Trans Am. And I guess they were still banded editions in 81. You know, I guess they rode that way. I would. I don't know why they would. Well, there was more than one movie, right? There was more than one. Band. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I don't know when the second one was, but it was. Probably, he drove a different Trans Am. I think. Yeah, seventy-seven was the first one. Oh, right. We're going to get some heat if we get this wrong. <laughs> Podcast at classicautomall.com. Fill us in on the. I think there's two movies and two attention, cars. Steve, yeah. <laughs> not steward. Yeah, right. Attention to Steve. <laughs> we'll pass all that on to him. So, um, you know, it's one of those things that that it became an iconic car with an iconic movie the timing couldn't have been better for that movie uh when it came to to performance cars and it i think it 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 reawokened people mm-hmm. in the muscle car world and and we started seeing i don't know if it single-handedly did that but but we saw the performance get better and better from that era we got the mid 80s with the iroc z's mm-hmm. and and those things were you know powerful for the day i that's mean compared right. to what we had in the 70s that's true certainly uh, much more powerful than the mid and late 70s transams and and camaros and and things like that and so we were seeing that happen and whether this had some little part to do with it or not i don't know it remains to be seen but I think it did. I mean, I think people were – I know that when when I saw Smokey and the Bandit, and yes, it was, you know, listen, it was kitschy and all the things that it was, but it was it was really, you know, it got me excited. I mean, I was I was really it made me really into cars and really into, you know, what what could I own? What could I have? Could I have one of those or could I have exactly. something close to one of those? Mm-hmm. So but anyway, we, um, you know, we never know what the new inventory is coming in here. And that's a good thing. It's, it's like a candy store, you know, every day something new just shows up and, and there's a trailer pulling up in the park. I can't even see what's on it, but it, it's fun. It's, it is like a candy store. It, it is. And, and, and it makes it a little difficult. You know, our, our guys will tell you that, you know, you get a guy in here and he's hot on a car and hot on a car and he turns to the right. Mm-hmm. Uh oh, he's 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 locked. He's laser guided into something else, and it's difficult because sometimes it's it's hard to make a decision. Listen, if you've got if you're in a candy store and you got a nickel, 
and there's 30 different pieces of candy you can buy for a nickel. Man, it's right. a tough decision. You don't want to screw up. But then you have the other situation where it's like this couple was here a couple weeks ago. They just came in to, to look at the place, just to, <laughs> just to walk around right. and see all the cars. And they fell in love with a car, and yep. a week later they were driving it home. So. Yeah, and that happens all the time. People walk in here and, and – and, you know, not intentionally to buy a car, right. but if you see the car, and, and I, I tell everybody this, all of my clients this, that look, if you see the car that you really, really want and you've always wanted it, then buy it. Because if you don't, you're going to regret it. You're never going to find one like you found. If it's, if it checks all the boxes that you're looking for, buy it if you can afford it. Absolutely. And, and enjoy it because, uh, that car may not come along again. Life may, is short. <laughs> Yes, Life the, is short. That we don't know how many rotations around the sun it, that man. we get, but, uh, but we do our best. And that's what I love about going to these Concordia Elegances. And these are uh, uh, typically it's a lot of older guys that are in it. Although we're seeing a younger crowd getting mm-hmm. into it, but it's older guys, you know, up in their seventies and eighties who are still loving this hobby and are still as excited about a car as they were. And they'll tell you. That when they find something that they really, really, really like, that they buy it. Because mm-hmm. if you can afford it and your wife agrees or your husband agrees mm-hmm. or your significant other agrees and it checks all the boxes you're looking for, why not? Yeah. How much longer do we have petroleum on this planet? That's, How much longer true. do we have, you know, I, I think plenty long enough. I'm right. not worried about that. But that, I mean, it, it's a question that will be answered at some point in time, right? Mm-hmm. At some point in time, we're not going to have petroleum vehicles or we're not going to have petroleum to drive vehicles. Is it going to be 50 years from now, 100 years from right. now? It's going to be at some point in time and the way things are going. Enjoy it now. <laughs> yeah, and, enjoy and, now. And buy it if you can afford and it. And buy it if you can afford it. And don't buy it to make money. Buy it because you right. love it. And if it does make you some money, then fantastic. Anyway, our big special announcement when we return to the Classic Automall podcast. <laughs> I'm really done. I'm not meaning to do this. I just keep getting long-winded on other stuff. We'll see you back in a couple of minutes. It's a museum, it's a showroom, it's an experience. The Classic Auto Mall in Morgantown, Pennsylvania is 336,000 square feet of rare, custom, and specialty automobiles on display and on consignment. From the earliest production cars to modern exotics, Classic Auto Mall is a feast for the eyes and the memories. Stroll through time in any season in this climate-controlled facility that you simply have to see to believe. Admission is free, just remember to bring comfortable shoes. Since the 1960s, J.C. Taylor has been America's premier specialty insurance provider for classic cars, antique autos, modified, and custom vehicles. Our customers have trusted us to protect their prized possessions for more than six decades. For more information, or to receive a quote, contact our expert team today by calling 888-ANTIQUE or by visiting our website at jctaylor.com slash awr. That's 888 4783 or visit jctaylor.com/awr drive through time with peace of mind jc taylor you're listening to america's web radio on the america's broadcast network.com thank you for listening and we're back with the classic auto mall podcast from the classic auto mall studio Woo! i used the clapping Oh, you did? Oh, you, I didn't. Uh, Sorry. I, headphones. Uh, oh, cool. You got the tail there end of the There you go. Clapping, you got all so. kinds of toys. Though. I know, but I can't, my arm's not long enough to reach it. What? So it, see? Oh, uh, see? wow. That's we, a problem. We need new cabling in here. We need to have I everything. Can I can't reach the phone. I can't reach that. I can reach it. What do you want? I, I don't want anything. Right <laughs> um, and I got to figure Wait, out. Wait, you're, you're, you have an announcement? I do. I have a special announcement. Ah. So, drum roll, please, is what we had. Um, again. 
We have a special <laughs> announcement today, folks. We are leaning in. <laughs> get the stopwatch going so we don't go over Because right. we don't want to have too much of a good thing right. on recorded here. September 15th, 2023, which is about four months from now, Classic Automall is going to hold its inaugural classic car auction wow. here at the facility. Limited to 125 cars. Curated, inspect, and and approved or disapproved by us here at Classic Automobile. Mm-hmm. We're going to have a committee that's going to look at these cars and make sure that they're fairly priced and that they're saleable cars for an auction format. Just because your car's here, it may not be the right type of car for an auction. Some cars are suited to auctions. Some are better suited to retail. And it's a way to kind of once a year, it, it's going to serve two purposes. Maybe thin the herd of cars just a little bit because mm-hmm. we do have a significant space amount. Space issue. Space issue a little bit here and there. Although don't not bring your car because there's a space issue. We'll find space for it. We'll sell airplanes if we have to. Yeah, exactly. Um, but uh, we're going to do this twofold number one to to clear out a little bit of inventory and number two it's kind of a thank you to our customers have a little party afterwards mm-hmm. um and uh here at the facility our the auction will start at noon actually it'll start at 11 with some memorabilia that we'll uh make an announcement about sooner rather than later and then we'll run about 125 cars we'll run till about 5 p.m and then we're going to have a party in the center mallway for all the consigners and bidders and oh, fun. staff and and everybody and uh, we're really looking forward to it and we were we had planned on doing this prior to COVID, and then we thought, eh, and we were going to do it on the, the the Monday in between Carlisle and Hershey Fall. Lo and behold, Hershey, uh, not their fault of the AACA, the dates got changed on them, and the Hershey Park said, no, we want the park on Saturday and mm-hmm. Sunday, so you had to be out on Friday, so they had to change their event to Monday, so yada, 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 long story <laughs> short. Um, we are, we couldn't do that. So we're going to do it a couple of weeks before that. And it's going to mostly be cars that are currently here and that, uh, you know, that are already in our system, already, uh, have been marketed out there. And we'll, we'll talk to our consigners and, and <clears throat> try to come up with a good game plan for each car. You know, the price point that we think is right, when it needs to run during the, the event. And leading up to it, the week prior to it, all of the cars that are in the auction will be on proxy bid on a pre-bidding type thing. So we'll get people interested in the cars from long distance, no different than we do when we're advertising all over the world. Mm-hmm. And then we will uh, finish with the live auction on Friday, May or May, September the 15th at noon here at our facility. And you'll be able to bid online. You'll be able to bid by telephone or in person. Wow. And so uh, to register to bid is $50, and that gets you your bidder credentials. And you can go on our website probably in about two weeks, and we'll make an announcement on that as well, too, when all the forms and everything will be there that you can get to uh, to sign up to be a bidder, uh, to have a request your vehicle to be uh, in the auction. And if you've got a car here currently, that's what we're mostly going to focus on is cars that are here. Uh, reach out to your car specialist and, and talk to them about it, and let's see if we can come up with the game plan and and we might say no and it's not because we don't like your car it would be because it maybe maybe just doesn't think it fits in in that uh genre if Mm -hmm. you will Mm -hmm. and so and it may be the price point as well too you know some of these things that we have um are some are a little overpriced probably uh some are right on the money and some are maybe even a little underpriced and that's the beauty of this business is that you never know but uh obviously 
we want to sell cars. We don't want to just run them across the block just for posterity's sake and, and all of that. But we're going to have a whole crew here, the auction crew. Um, we're all the guys that I've worked with over the years. Um, we're not going into the auction business, so don't fear any other auction houses. We're not coming after you. Right. We're just going to thin the herd a little bit and have a little party and have a reason to get together here at Classic Automall and thank all of our clients and customers. Um, you know, and, and we'll have, like I said, we'll have the party afterwards, but during the event, we'll have box lunches for, available for sale. And our buddy Ron Inverso, who has Ron's Bar and Grill down in, in, uh, Exton, Downingtown, whatever the heck that town is at the next exit, uh, is going to provide all the, all the food and, and service for it, which we're really excited about because they have amazing food down there. Mm-hmm. And Ron's a great guy and a great customer. So if you're interested, uh, reach out to, like I said, your car specialist or info at classicautomall.com. Let us know that you're interested in becoming a registered bidder. There are some requirements to register to bid. We have to have some financial information from you and a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. If you've been to a classic car auction before, you know what I'm talking about. If you haven't, uh, reach out to us and we'll explain the process to you and how it all works. But we're excited about it. We think that this, it, again, it's something that I've done for years and years and years. I worked for eBay Cruise and did 35, 40 auctions a year all over the country. Uh, I worked with Grant Miller and Lock haven we did auctions once a year and uh, have done many others uh, over the years so i'm well versed in the auction world and uh, it's something that we wanted to do and uh, just for whatever reason it didn't make sense before and now as we're inventory keeps increasing we think this would be a good way for some older inventory to to get some fresh eyes on it mm-hmm. you know auctions usually draw a different type of crowd Sometimes cars do better at auction than retail. Sometimes they do the same and sometimes they do worse. There is no, there's no crystal ball on that or rhyme or reason to that. But, uh, but there will be reserve on, I'm there will sorry. be, some will be no reserve. Okay. Uh, we'll probably start out the day with, uh, some of our barn finds no reserve. It's always nice to get the momentum going sure. of an auction where, mm-hmm. you know, people are getting the habit of seeing sold, sold, sold. Well, and, that's what uh, the memorabilia does too. And, that does it too. Yeah. And it also alerts you that, hey, the auction's starting because mm-hmm. they can hear, you know, if you're out, Wandering around on the North 40 looking at cars. In the bar. <laughs> in the bar area and you forget that the auction starts and you miss a car. We don't want you to miss the car. Right. We want you to be in your seat and we'll, we'll feed you lunch right there in your seat and bring you drinks if you want. And we'll have a bar set up as well too. Now so. we're not going to have a, a, a traditional block where cars are driven across. We the are. Oh, we are going to have yeah. one. Oh, okay. So we weren't going to do that. Okay. But we figured That's the last out how thing to I heard do. we weren't doing it. <laughs> well, things have changed. Um, uh, uh, we figured that, you can't uh, reach that one either. <laughs> I can't reach that. My arms are not long enough. For that, we figured uh, a who way produces to this show. <laughs> yeah, where is our engineering yeah, producer? Yes, um, we figured out that uh, we could drive the cars across the block. We were we're from a logistical standpoint that we couldn't get them from room A to room B, mm-hmm. crossing the block, and then somehow get them back to room A. Otherwise, we're going to have all staggered in one room, overcrowded, and then all moving into another room, overcrowded. Right. But we figured it out. Oh, great! So that we had an extra set of doors that opened up that we didn't realize mm-hmm. would work the way that we wanted it to work, and who cares about any of that other than the cars are going to run across the perfect. block as they are supposed to do right perfect so we're excited about that and um, it will all the information will be on classic automall's website classicautomall.com probably in about two weeks we've our uh, software provider is working diligently on that our guys that we use uh, out of uh, charlotte north carolina do all of our back-end software stuff and we could not do this without them thank you thank you thank mm-hmm. you. and i'm not talking about the auction i'm talking about just classic auto yeah, in right. general i mean i remember in the day when we used to take consignments <clears throat> my wife kathy 
would have to manually load every picture onto every website, yeah. or manually load the description on every website. Mm-hmm. It would take sometimes an hour per site, per car, uh, to, to have it download. You'd get interruptions and all that. Now we mm-hmm. can push one button, boom, it populates to 65 websites all over the world. So it's changed the, the dynamic of that. And listen, we get it. Again, we're not going into the auction business. You know, we're not going, this is not something we're going to start doing and trying to, we're not competing with anybody. Right. We're not going to, we're not making a run at Barrett or Meekum or any of those guys. All we're doing is offering a little bit of a something different to our clients mm-hmm. here. We're going to test the waters and see how it works. And listen, if at the end of the day, if it breaks even or makes a little bit of money, mm-hmm. it'll be a success. Right. Uh, because we'll make our clients happy that, uh, you know, we're, we're wanting to move their car and, Offering them a different avenue, and uh, and there are uh, there will be an entry fee of the car. It's two hundred and fifty dollars to enter your car into the sale. And if your car is on the floor here, and you enter it into the sale, and it doesn't sell at the auction block, it goes right back to the floor space mm-hmm. that it was on, and will continue to be offered for sale. Sorry, sorry, right. <laughs> I could just reach the coffee. I'll get you next break. <laughs> um, and so. You know, it, it's, it's going to be something, like I said, we're not, we're not trying to compete with anybody. We're just going to have some fun with this and, and uh, have a little uh, event. And we've been here, you know, this will be, gosh, we'll be close to six years by the time this sale happens. We'll, we came in September 17th and officially opened January 1st of 18th. So we'll be mm-hmm. three months shy of, you know, six years doing this. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. And now if all you do is move a hundred cars, that'll, that'll certainly make room for, for new cars. Yeah. And some of the older cars, like you said, get a new audience. Yeah. Supportive. A new audience and new cars in. And listen, some of these cars, you know, for whatever reason, some cars are hard to find the right person mm-hmm. to buy them. I mean, they're just, it's just not somebody's always looking for a particular car or a particular make or model. And so sometimes an auction will spur some activity on stuff like that as well, too. So, um, you know, and, and look, I, I, we, we probably will never do more than 125 cars and do almost like a half a day type auction. Mm-hmm. It's, it, it's, it's going to be disruptive to what we do. And, and we get that. And a half a day we can handle, but two full day auctions would not be conducive to our regular business because you got to remember that we will be, our business will be business as usual, right. even during the auction. Mm. And so it's going to spread our guys a little bit thinner than normal, but that's okay. We've hired a couple of new car specialists too, as well. Uh, and so we're, we're, we're doing that and being proactive in that kind of thing, but the auction will kind of stand alone and, and there'll still be car sales going on during the auction on the retail side of it as well right. too. So anyway, tell all your friends and neighbors, and if you've got a car that's not here, that you'd like to have. And we're going to take a limited, very limited amount of cars that are not here. And I would say it's first come, first serve. So if you're interested, get on the boat because otherwise the boat's going to be gone. Um, it's not going to take us long to fill up the 125 spaces. And then what we'll do, the car will still stay on the market until September, excuse me, until August the 1st. And once August the 1st happens, if your car is here, it's going to come off the market and will stay off the market until the auction happens. So, um, you know, that... It's only in fairness to the buyers because what you don't want to do is have a guy see it that mm. it's going to be here at the auction, doesn't think to call ahead like they should right. and say, is that 69 Camaro going to be there? And lo and behold, they show up and it's not here. And Nothing makes it, it doesn't make people happy. Not good. So we, 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 and, and there are unavoidable situations that happen like that at every auction. 
you know, I'm looking at Meekum uh, this weekend. They've got uh, at Indy. They've got three thousand cars. I would guarantee you, there's one or two that didn't show up. There's some that couldn't get started. That's there's true. some that had a title problem. Mm-hmm. Some that had a VIN number problem. Some that had uh, a provenance problem. Whatever it is. So you know, things just for whatever reason don't make it. But we're going to do our damnedest to make sure that uh, if it's advertised uh, come August first, and we'll denote that to all of our bidders uh, that that it's a high likelihood that the car will be here. And and it, you know, listen, it's it's a smart thing to do because. If you put your car in, you know, if you put something in and then last minute you sell one car and you want to trade it with another, we have no uh, marketing that we've done for that auction mm-hmm. for that car. And so you want to have the lead time to have the car marketed on proxy bid and on the different websites that we're marketing on that this car is going to be up for auction. And if you don't have that lead time, then the likelihood it's less likely to sell. So, um, so it's just being smart marketing that we that we want to do with your car, and we want to give it the put it in the best possible light, and sell your car. So if you have some interest, again, reach out to your car specialist. Reach out to me, uh, info at classic or sales or info at classicautomall dot com. Uh, if you got a question for the podcast, pos- podcast at classicautomall dot com. And uh, when we return, we'll talk about some other things that have been on my list forever that I never <laughs> get to talk about. We'll see you in a couple of minutes. Hey folks, this is Victor with the On Point with Victor show. Make sure you listen every Tuesday, 1 to 2, only right here on America's Web Radio, the On Point with Victor show. Remember folks, I'm not angry, I'm just right. And you can find out why every Tuesday from 1 to 2, the On Point with Victor show, only right here on America's Web Radio. If you love classic cars, you're going to want to listen to the Classic Car Show with Tom Cox and Richard Lentinello on America's Web Radio. Live every Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern at americaswebradio.com or on demand on your favorite podcast app. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the americasbroadcastnetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And we're back with the Classic Auto Mall podcast from the Classic Auto Mall studio and Classic Auto Mall world <laughs> in lovely downtown Morgantown, Pennsylvania. And we're just talking about fun things to do in Morgantown because, you know, there's lots of fun things to do in Morgantown. Not. <laughs> there's good some a couple of good restaurants, right? A couple of I the heritage. The, I heard the windmill was pretty good, actually. Uh-huh. Okay. And uh, I, I haven't been there, so I don't know, to be honest. The heritage Something is where we go. <laughs> we go to the heritage, which is literally a, a stone's throw from us. Yeah. And it's right across from the casino, which we go to from time to time. We've been known to frequent the joint. Mr. Houghton, table for you again? No, right. no. It's not like that. <laughs> I promise. Um, anyway, you know, I, we had forgotten to mention last week on the show, and this is uh, be even older news by the time you actually hear it, but Jim Wangers, uh, Pontiac uh, ad man and godfather of the GTO, passed away, mm-hmm. 96 years old. And he was he was the guy who, you know, with DeLorean, made the GTO happen. And uh, he was an ad man, extraordinaire, and a great Pontiac en- enthusiast. And so, you know, I hate to see guys like that going. But, you know, 96 years old, you can't say he didn't live a full wow. life, right? Yeah, beautiful. You know, I mean, we'd all – I think if we could have our choice to how long we get to live, 96, you know, wouldn't be a bad thing. That's know? right. As long as you're, you know, in, you know, you're, you're <laughs> coherent, coherent and cognizant. You know, yeah. Not having people have to do everything for you. You know, we hope not to do that. And, you know, listen, at the end of the day, our time is our time. Whenever we uh-huh. goes, it goes. This and is true. We're getting old and forgetful. And maybe we'll <laughs> just forget that we were here. So I don't know. But, uh, but anyways, uh, sorry to hear about Jim Wangers and, uh, Blessings to all his family and prayers and all of that. And then again, it's been a couple of weeks now, but mm-hmm. I forgot to mention it. Mm-hmm. We kind of got sidetracked. So I was reading 
I don't remember what it was the other day, but and I'd seen this before. But Fiat had a test track on the roof of their factory in Luganville or something, Weraldville, I don't know the name of the town, but they literally had a five-story factory with a 1.5 kilometer, almost one mile hmm. track on the top with two banks. Oh, so wow. to, uh, the, the turn one and two were uh, on a bank and then turn three and four were on a bank. And it was not... It was funny because it wasn't a track. It wasn't a high-speed test track as much as it was just to make sure that the cars were performing properly. That you know, so once they finished the manufacturing process, the car kind of spit out onto the track, and oh, then somebody cool. would drive it around and make sure there weren't any things right. to, to sort out. I built in 1950. It's still there. Um, Wait, is this in America or over in Italy? Over in Italy. Okay. Uh, for Fiat. Yeah, I don't know that there was many Fiat factories. I, I mean, uh, you say that, but hey, heck, that's true. BMW has a factory here. South Mercedes Carolina. has a back factory right. here. Uh, a lot of the uh, manufacturers have factories here. Um, it wasn't, like I said, it wasn't built for speed, but for the logical conclusion uh, of a vehicle assembly line with up to 50 cars at a time could be on the roof running Wow. Around. And of course, Fiat's were small, so yeah, it wasn't right. like you had big Cadillac Eldorados or something. So That sounds uh, like fun. Actually. Factory closed in 82. Uh, it still exists and you can visit it and I think you can even drive like an electric car up there on it as like a touristy type thing and there's a mall. The building has become a mall and a high-end hotel. Mm-hmm. And of course, mm-hmm. imagine if you were on the fifth floor, the floor right below the track. <laughs> <and> <laughs> hearing that all day. All day long, so uh, but it, it was kind of cool. The problem that they had with the tra- with the manufacturing plant being five stories is that the heaviest equipment had to go on the bottom floor. And as manufacturing progressed through the years, there was more and more heavy mm. equipment, mm-hmm. and it couldn't go anywhere but on the first floor. So it was kind of outdated uh, in its design. Uh, but but pretty interesting. And uh, and if anybody has been to it, email us. I'd like to hear your experience or if you've seen it or, or been to it. There's some gardens on the roof now and some other things. So um, And the, the other funny thing that I was reading was – did you know, or would you even guess that there was three cars in America that are for sale in America now that are twenty thousand dollars or less? Twenty thousand or less, or less. Oh, wait, I heard this. Yeah, so there's three of them. And the average price of a new car now is almost forty, or a little over forty thousand, right. which is crazy. It's pretty nuts. That's pretty nuts, considering you know, 1970, you could buy a Z28 four-speed car for twenty four hundred dollars. <laughs> Not that that has any relative relative or you know relevance today. relevance to anything today because everything is more expensive. Bacon's expensive. It's not even a pound anymore. It's like wait, I'm trying to think what so, cars are you're going to give it away, right? Gonna, well, yeah. Uh, I'm the, trying to think. You want me to tell you? Well, the, is the it, I know that the Ford the little Maverick is is uh, it's just over twenty. It's probably just over twenty. Mm. The Kia Rio no. subcompact sedan okay. seventeen thousand eight hundred seventy five dollars. Mm-hmm. The Mitsubishi Mirage Hatchback, $17,340. The Nissan Versa Sedan, $16,925. And the problem is, is that I got stuck with one of these rental car Mm -hmm. Nissan Versas. And let me tell you, it had roll-up windows and not power locks. And it's a four-door. So every time you stopped, everybody had to lock their own door. You had to manually roll up. I mean, it was like, it felt like you were digging a ditch. (laughs) I didn't know the Mirage was still in production either, but yeah. uh, they were uh, – when COVID hit, remember, the prices were going crazy. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like um, my daughter's boyfriend traded right. one in, and they gave us – I think they gave us 
eight thousand or something for no right. four four thousand right and they put it on the lot for eighty five hundred dollars <laughs> that just make him and they were selling later for like twelve thousand right. dollars well i remember when i bought my denali pickup they offered me five grand more than i paid for it like two months after i bought right. it i was like can you get me another truck and they go no that's <laughs> right. the what are you gonna buy yeah and that's the reason that we're offering you more we wouldn't offer you more if there was a <laughs> plethora of them right but you know what's funny? It's, you know, when you talk about these cars, and these are all like subcompact, mm. small. Three-cylinder. But <laughs> you go to a rental car company and you order a large sedan, and mm. it's a Malibu. Yeah. You know, it's not, wait a minute, that's not large. Right. Large would be a 79 Lincoln Town Car, <laughs> you know, that's 22 feet long. Yeah. Right? Large is a Chevy Malibu. That's, in their world, that is. That is. I mean, Full size. Full size, yeah. It yeah. seems like a little bit of a misnomer. But, uh, you know, speaking of auctions, we're talking about our new auction. Congratulations to our friends at Carlisle Auctions a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Tony Klein and his crew did over $6 million in sales and a six. 65% sell-through rate, and they sold a 53 Corvette, first year for the Corvette, $324,000. Yep. It was number 100 of 300 built. And I'm so happy that those cars have relevance because, unfortunately, the early, early 53, 54, and and Corvettes were six-cylinder powered. They weren't particularly fast. Mm-hmm. They were fun to drive, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were, but they weren't. The build quality wasn't great. There wasn't a lot of love to those cars, and it's lucky that they survived. Mm-hmm. I mean, now you look at the comparison between a, a Corvette from from uh, you know the even gosh, even if you look at the Corvette from the seventies to now, much less the fifties. Um, the the technology is just oh, unbelievable. It's unbelievable. The performance is unbelievable, and all of it is unbelievable. I mean, it's amazing how far we've come. In and it all started with that fifty three, really. Yeah, it really did. And there was there was times I think even in fifty four that they were going to pull the plug because they did mm-hmm. three hundred and fifty three and only three thousand something in fifty four. So it wasn't like they were you know selling. The Thunderbird came out and went crazy. Mm-hmm. And the 55s did much better because they had the V8 in them finally. Uh, and that certainly helped the sales tremendously because the little two-speed power glide, you know, blue flame inline six in the 53s and 54s was, again, not a high-performance motor. And that's what they were sort of trying to sell. And, of course, you look at the – the I mean, gosh, we have a Corvette club that comes here that's been around since 1964. How many car clubs have that longevity right. uh, going on? I mean, people love the Corvette, and we probably have, I don't know, we usually have 60 or 70 at any given That's time true. in inventory. So we love the Corvette as well, too. Uh, and, uh, you know, congratulations to, to Tony and those guys at, at uh, Carlisle Auctions. They put on a great event, mm-hmm. and they have, of course, a swap meet going on at the same time. So there's a lot to do down there. So if you haven't been to it, Coming up this fall, two weeks after our auction is Carlisle. They'll have an auction and then the swap meet as well, too. And a bunch of events going on in between. This weekend is the import show at Carlisle. Right. And so uh, we'll be down there. Of course, this, once you hear that here, then it'll be too late. Oh. And you'll have missed There's it always something going on Once Carlisle, again, though. but there's always seems to be something going yeah, truck, on down Truck there. nationals and GM nationals. And, and I'd forgotten to mention uh, Harry Dinwiddie, our, uh, who we sponsor yeah. in the uh, historic racing class, was uh, first in class in six overall. Really? At Road Atlanta at the Walter Mitty Challenge no a couple kidding. of weeks ago. Yeah, Hot didn't damn. wreck, didn't tear up his car. How about that? Yeah, so good old Harry. Way He's to go. behind the wheel. He was behind How the wheel. About that? Yeah, he uh, 
he was he did great, and we're gonna we're also sponsoring him at uh, Watkins Glen coming up okay. in July, I think it is. So we're excited about that. Only two races we're gonna do this year, mm-hmm. uh, but we've had fun sponsoring him, and it's been great for business. We've had a lot of exposure to new clients uh, who we didn't know, and and you know a lot of those historic race guys have car collections of their own. Oh sure, uh, and so you know it's uh, it was it was all it's always fun to meet fellow car guys no matter what segment of the hobby that they're in and uh, and just like you know uh, you got the the guys who go to the historic races you got the guys who go to auctions you got guys who go to concord you got guys who go to all of those mm-hmm. um, speaking of auctions i've just read um, uh, broad arrow uh, haggerty's auction house has got a 71 porsche 914-6 competition package car the estimate on it is expected to be five hundred and fifty thousand wow. dollars for a nine fourteen six. <laughs> I mean, the sixes are you know arguably uh, the most valuable, or they are the most valuable and, and rarest too, right? And the rarest of the Porsches That's because it. most of them had the four cylinders mm-hmm. and they were in a they were a a, a, a low priced. Uh, uh, compact sports car if you will and uh, that's going to be at the uh, porsche center uh, experience center in atlanta uh coming up porsche's 75th anniversary is this year so yep that's hard all kinds of uh, celebrations yeah, around the yeah, world yeah you hear lots of things and, mm-hmm. and and you know i'm not i'm at none of them <laughs> well i'm a member of the porsche Club oh that's right you're pca all the way yeah because i have you know a little uh, you have a little 911. 911 i do i have a little 911 that hasn't been driven yet this year and i my is that guy, right yeah, it's beautiful come uh, on no, my guys are so mad at me <laughs> <laughs> well it's just sitting there appreciating it's well let's let's hope so that's what i told my wife was going to happen anyway right right so, and i just saw i just saw when I, before we came on the air uh there's a porsche boxster popped up for sale for sixty five hundred dollars a 97 porsche box i thought my goodness mm-hmm. that's giveaway money mm-hmm. that is crazy you can get into early boxster still yeah. still a deal still a bargain yeah and the new 718 boxster which is uh the gt3 493 horsepower the original one had 200 horsepower mm-hmm. $162,000, and yep. they say it's a screamer. 9,000 RPM, just an amazing, amazing car. And I don't think it's the Boxster of old. It's it's not – it's like a um, – it's like the Miata we have in here with the V8. It's a whole wholly different car than what the original Boxster was. The Boxster originally was just a fun, mm-hmm. top-down, not high, high-performance car. 200 horsepower, nothing to sneeze at on a small car like that. But it certainly wasn't uh, – you know, it wasn't going to re- win any drag races. Just a well-balanced sports very car. Very well-balanced mm-hmm. car and, and very successful. Successful for Porsche, and probably, I, I, you know, arguably, probably saved Porsche. I mean, probably yeah. there was a time when Porsche wasn't sure what direction they were going to be able to go in, and and you know that little Boxster at that price point, I think they were, gosh, knew they were. I imagine they were in their twenties, thirty thousand range. I don't remember, yeah. but yeah, probably. That sounds I mean, about it had right. to be you know somewhere in that range, sure. and, and that was affordable. Relatively speaking, mm-hmm. to get a Porsche, um, you know, you like to to think you can get into the hobby and not have to spend one hundred and fifty thousand dollars <laughs> or whatever. But uh, but anyway, uh, don't forget again, as we said, our auction coming up September the fifteenth um, here at Classic Auto Malls facilities, and uh, we'll do it down in our Expo Center, which is down cl- close to our hotel. And if you need hotel rooms, call plenty early ahead because uh, I would imagine that the hotel will sell out rather quickly on this event, and. Uh, they will be you – know, there's there's other hotels if you can't get into our place here. There's others that you can go to. But certainly it's nice and convenient when you got walk-through access uh, from one to the other. And spectators uh, will get in free to see the, the auction. Oh, really? So you That's don't have great. to pay to, to see the auction or experience it. And if you if you come to here and you're a newbie and you, you don't understand the process and you need to – any of our guys can help explain it to you. We can get you registered to bid. We can do all kinds of things. But come out and experience it and see what it's like. And if there's something that you think that you, know, you might be interested in, you 
you can always register for the following year or, you know, try another auction house as well, too. You know, we're equal opportunity here. Sure, so. sure. No, I think it's going to be a fun day. and uh, It will be. Certainly, uh, I, I anticipate well attended. I think so as well, too. So uh, next week we'll have a special guest on. Well, I don't know who it'll be because we're already way over today. So uh, we'll see you next week. Take care. We appreciate you listening to our show, and don't forget to come visit us in person next time you're in southeastern Pennsylvania. Admission is free, and our hours are on our website, classicautomall.com. You can reach us by telephone at 888-227-0914 or via email at info at classicautomall.com. To reach the show, email us at podcast at classicautomall.com. Classic Auto Mall podcast is produced by Car Smarts Media with music by the Pat Travers Band. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.